0: This episode of Her Brilliant Health brought to you by the Shine Breakfast Shake. It is detoxifying, energizing, hormone balancing, and it nutrifies you and powers you through your day. It's available at kierandunstonmd.com. 18 grams of protein, low carbs, delicious vanilla latte flavor. Eat sparkles for breakfast and shine all day. With a shine shake. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Kieran here with another episode of Her Brilliant Health Radio. So glad that you chose to spend your precious time with me today. I'm sure that you will learn something that you can put into action today to start moving towards brilliant health yourself. I want to tell you a little bit about my guest today. Dr. Trevor Cates, she's also known as the spa doctor, is a natural skincare specialist and author of the best-selling book, Clean Skin From Within. She believes the key to healthy skin is inner and outer nourishment with non-toxic ingredients. She has helped women worldwide achieve glowing skin and inner health through her consultive practice, her PBS special, Younger Skin From Within, and her weekly podcast, The Spa Doctor. Her The Spa Doctor All-Natural Skincare products and supplements are formulated with natural and organic ingredients designed to help you achieve the clean and natural path to confidence and beautiful skin. Dr. Cates has been featured on PBS, Extra, ABC, Fox, The Doctors, and more. Welcome, Dr. Cates. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. So skin, uh, you can't talk enough about that, especially for us women. Men, too, have concerns about skin, but we're focused about women today, and a lot of my audience uh, is in that middle area 35 40s 50s and they're really having a lot of hormonal changes so I thought an important topic that we don't hear a lot about is hormonal changes and skin I know I've experienced a lot of hormonal changes and it's interesting, I didn't used to have acne, uh, but now I notice if I don't walk the straight narrow with how I eat and what I use on my skin, I end up with things like this, <laughs> you know, on my face. So how is it that hormones affect what's going on with our skin in this age group?
1: Yeah, it's such a it's such an important thing to talk about because if we look at skin, it's our largest organ and it's actually a great outer reflection of what's going on internally with our health. So that's why I like to call skin our magic mirror because I think the typical approach to skin any kind of issues with skin is to just cover it up or suppress it with topical things and really what we want to do is look at our skin as showing us signs of what's going on internally in the body. With this particular organ you don't need x-rays or special imaging equipment to see it all you need to do is look in the mirror right And, and it can give us great feedback and one of the big root causes behind skin issues I'm They feel like there are six of them. I find there are six root causes. One of the big ones is hormonal imbalances. And as we know, our hormones change as we age for both men and women. And, of course, it's different for men and women at different phases of our lives and different, you know, for women, different different times of the month. And so certainly there is a lot that hormones can do to impact our skin Skin's appearance, it and it it impacts things like like you talked about acne is is the number one skin issue, and and the United States and really around around the country it's I mean around the world it's it's a big issue, and and so also you there are other things like rosacea and hyperpigmentation uneven skin tone dry skin oily skin. Premature aging, all of those things can be impacted by our hormones and even inflammatory skin issues. I call inflammatory skin issues skin inflammation because it's um, inflammation. Actually, a lot of it's internal. It shows up on the skin. All of these can be related to hormones.
0: Okay, great. So we'll get into this the six uh, areas where you can have problems that affect skin. But first, about hormones. So as we're in that age group, mostly what's happening is for a lot of us, our estrogens going up, our progesterone's trending down, our testosterone maybe too high or too low. And is are there certain types of lesions or areas where you might see them or different types of lesions where you would notice a difference based on what these hormones are doing in your body so i guess what you're saying what i'm asking you is if the skin is a mirror then if you look in the mirror can you tell oh i have this going on Mm, i bet my progesterone's dropping or my estrogen's too high
1: well, in, in, as far as acne goes, yes, we can see certainly where where someone develops acne. It can show signs, uh, indicate certain signs of, of root causes. So, with with uh, sex hormones, like you mentioned, you know, like androgens, testosterone, as well as maybe sometimes even estrogen, progesterone. We see imbalances with those. A lot of times, acne shows up along the jawline, so that's more of what's considered a typical pattern with hormonal acne, especially if it changes for women, if it changes at certain times of the month, especially usually it worsens right before onset of a uh, period, and so that can be a sign. Um, as far as other types of skin issues, it has more to do with which type of hormones we're talking about, and um, because... with the hormones you mentioned are sex hormones and of course those do play a big role especially in things like acne as well as aging and then there are other hormones like adrenal hormones and thyroid hormones that can play a role in some of the other skin issues. Right, and
0: I know you've, you've mentioned acne, which is the number one skin concern, and I know that you struggled with that as a child. Can you talk a little bit about how you became so passionate about skincare and natural skincare in particular?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, thanks for asking. It, it is definitely a personal journey, and I think a lot of us have those kind of personal stories that get us into the specialty that we end up with. Um, as a child, I actually initially, I've always had struggled with skin issues throughout my life. I've had a very fickle skin. So as a child, I started off having more problems with eczema and hives and more allergic types of inflammatory skin issues. And I was put on a number of different medications for allergies, you know, topical steroids and antihistamines and things. But I would develop allergic reactions or adverse reactions, side effects to the various medications I was put on. And I remember that time being so challenging because not only was it itching and, and feeling like I was miserable, but also the the way it looked. I was embarrassed by the way my skin looked, and so I, I, I remember really well the struggles of that. And so, and it continued for a while. But luckily, my parents found a holistic holistic practitioner that they took me to, and that's the one thing that turned my skin, my health really my self-confidence too, around was finding this more integrative, holistic approach to looking at skin. And and so I remember as a young kid thinking, why did I have to go through all of this to find this approach? Why isn't this available to everyone or why doesn't everyone know about that? So that's what put me on the path to becoming a naturopathic physician and being so passionate about this topic. And then later in life, I did also struggle with acne at times, and I also had rosacea, Um, I, you know, with skin issues, you name it. And with the acne, it was related more to hormones, and it was actually from birth control and um and so whether i so there were certain types of birth control pills i developed severe acne from and then i also used of uh, the Femring, ring which was is a hormonal form of birth control and that created more acne for me too so So I definitely have had my personal struggles with that and learned a lot. And then working with patients has helped me to be able to have a systematic approach to help people both internally and externally, because what we want to do is support hormonal imbalances, especially focusing on internally on what we can do to balance hormones, as well as there are things that we can do externally to help support the skin during these changes.
0: Right. And, Uh, For a lot of people, still the standard of medical care treatment for acne is predominantly a topical approach, not so much internal, um, although there are some medications like antibiotics or Accutane that will be given internally. And I, I encounter people all the time who really think that a topical approach is the approach, but you and I know better than that. Can you help everybody understand what goes into the body creating What are those root cause imbalances that really need to be addressed?
1: Yeah, and so hormonal imbalances are definitely one of those big triggers that cause that. Um, but you know, there are also some other things that play a role, and one is the the, the health of the gut and the gut microbiome, and our our gut microbiome is. And I'm sure you've talked about this with your with your audience about the the balance of microorganisms that live in and protect your gut health, and that helps with digestion it helps with immune system it also helps with your skin and the gut microbiome helps support the skin microbiome this so the skin has its own balance of microorganisms the bacteria fungi viruses these little mites that live on it we've got all kinds of things that live on our skin and there's this constant state of, of homeostasis that's trying to be established and our gut The health of our gut plays a really significant role in that. And so when we get our gut health in a better place, it impacts our skin microbiome. Also, what we put on our skin is going to impact the skin microbiome. But a lot of it comes and a lot of the dysbiosis and the imbalances start in the gut. And I've seen this over and over again in my practice. Naturopathic physicians have been talking about the role of gut health and skin and overall health for many years. And now the research is also lining up with this. It's great to see the research unfolding, the studies showing the gut-skin connection and the importance of the gut microbiome and the skin microbiome.
0: Yes, we, we can't emphasize that enough, and, and I always tell my patients that the gastrointestinal tract is the center of your body, literally, and it's figuratively the center of your health, and it is predominantly because of this issue of the microbiome, the healthy bacteria in the gut. But now we've got the skin biome, we have the vaggie biome, every part of the body has yeah, it. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's all, and it's kind of like I say the body is a city. And has different neighborhoods and just like you go in one neighborhood and you might uh, have a certain culture represented more there it's going to be the same in your body and the gut though I always used to tell my GYN patients that when they would get recurrent yeast infections I'd help them understand that that reservoir is in the gut we need to get rid of the yeast in the gut, because that's where they live. The yeast just go to for vacation in the vagina. <laughs> you know, that's not where they live. So um, if you're only hitting them when they're on vacation, you're not going to get rid of them. you got to hit them where they live, which is the gut. So what are some treatments that you say you have a client with acne and somebody's listening and they're struggling with acne?
1: Where do you start with treating them? Yeah, absolutely. So what I what I do with my acne patients, and certainly that's the primary reason that people come to do consults with me, um, is is that I want to look do, of course, a thorough history, and I like to do some specialty labs to really look for these root causes. Like I said, I feel like there are six root causes behind skin issues, and one of two of the big ones with acne are. You know, the hormonal imbalances and the gut microbiome or microbiome in general, those um, issues and so looking at the signs and symptoms, the history what medications the patient's on and doing some testing helps me really figure out the best individualized approach for that patient and so finding out, getting in, gathering information is key and then I recommend for them modifications in their diet and really it's there's a two-week reset diet that I talk about in my book. All of my patients get my book, and they, they, I encourage them to do the two-week program because that's the best place to kind of do a reset. And then helping, encouraging them to keep those healthy lifestyle choices on an ongoing basis. So it's the diet, it's stress management, all the, the, the really important foundation because that is some of the key parts that help with improving gut health, which improves the microbiome and then also with um things those types of things help with hormonal I'm- and addressing those. And then depending upon what I see on their tests and what they tell me about that makes their situation unique, then I will give them supplements, will recommend supplements um, to help them specifically address whatever shows up on on the test, on the blood work, the basic blood work or whatever. And and then I also use a, uh, for my patients, I use a local compounding pharmacy to come up with topicals to help them and I I individualize that for each patient depending upon the severity of their acne knowing that a lot of that healing is going to come from the inside out as we address these root causes internally but during that time the person still got all this acne and they're struggling we want to start seeing some real results and we want to start improving the skin microbiome on the outside too, kind of speed up the process. So I'll use certain topicals. And I like to use a compounding pharmacy because they they can use a combination of natural Ingredients, which is my preference. And then, if you need a little bit more active ingredients like salicylic acid or, or some of the things that are more therapeutic in value, um, then you know, step it up a little bit to get some immediate results. Then I can add some of those in too, depending upon the severity of the condition. Um, and that being said, that's what I do with my patients one on one. I know that. Not everybody can come and see me. So, so much of what I recommend to people is actually in my book. So, if someone can't come and see me, they get a copy of my book, Clean Skin From Within, you know majority of what i what i talk about to my patients is actually in that book so people can get that benefit there and then i always recommend the Spot doctor skincare products to my patients too so even if you don't get a chance to work with me one-on-one you you know you have access to the majority of the the success tools that i recommend to people
0: Fabulous, and I love that people can access this from anywhere. They can access your book. They can access your products. You mentioned a few things when you were speaking that I just want to highlight because some people listening are thinking, well, if I have acne, i just go to the dermatologist, but that treatment protocol, that standard of care, is really fraught with difficulties, in my opinion, for long-term health. So particularly the long-term antibiotics that I've seen people who have been on doxycycline or other antibiotics for 2, three, five, 10 years. Can you talk about why that's not healthy and help people understand that?
1: Absolutely, I hear stories from patients and my customers every day about the struggles with the typical approach to to acne, and that they have tried one medication after another, whether it's it's um, birth control pills or topical steroids, antibiotics, um, Accutane, and. People might sometimes experience some relief temporarily with these treatments, but as soon as they stop or even as they continue it, their symptoms will come right back because they're not addressing the root cause. And so what these do is it's sort of like a Band-Aid approach. And then in addition to that, the Band-Aid approach, they can come with a number of side effects that can actually worsen the root causes, can create more hormonal imbalances, create more microbiome disturbances dysbiosis issues so in the long term they're um they're going to continue usually continue struggling with acne until they get to the root cause and here's the other thing that i i see so often in my my 20 years of and and seeing patients and in practice um is that When you address the root causes behind skin issues, you're also addressing the root causes for other health issues. So a lot of times skin is the first sign that people see. So whether that's eczema like like I had as a kid or it's acne or whatever the skin issue is, it can be the first sign. And if that sign is ignored and covered up, so so for example, with eczema, if someone had eczema and they continue to just use topical steroids and suppress it, suppress it, eventually a lot of those people, what I've seen over the years is those people will then develop asthma because there's still that inflammatory root cause that has not been addressed that's coming more from internal and the gut dysbiosis issues a lot of times those haven't been addressed so then they'll develop asthma and then if they then they'll start using an inhaler to suppress that mm-hmm. and then if they still don't address it then i oftentimes see people develop autoimmune diseases so it's a progression of disease and you know the root causes if we look at them hormonal imbalances, gut microbiome issues, inflammation, oxidative damage, blood sugar imbalances, and um, these things are, and nutritional deficiencies, these six root causes, as I list them, you think they're not just related to skin, they're related to a number of different health issues. So if you address the root cause for these to help your skin, you're not only going to help clear up your acne or your other skin issues you're going to help prevent or uh, maybe even address other health issues
0: Right, and, and that's a great point that a lot of people might have acne issues today and then a couple years later might develop an asthmatic picture and they might develop autoimmune. And the typical mainstream answer to that is, oh, you're just getting older. You know, it's your genetics and it's your age, and you're just a victim of these diseases like you somehow caught them when the truth is that you've had underlying imbalances that caused the acne, and these same imbalances progressed with the imba- the imbalances of, that caused the acne and the treatments for acne, and then you developed asthma, and then these progressed, and, and so on, and then you develop autoimmune disease, which in my opinion is as bad as developing cancer. And... Um, So I just really want people to understand that you're not a victim of your genes and your age. You have, I'm not going to say infinite, but you have a very large latitude amount of Latitude with your lifestyle and whether you turn on genes or turn them off with epigenetics and whether you get progressive disease and if you address the root causes, you don't have to become to these diseases. And so I think that's so clear. And I love what you said about the the skin really being kind of the, the mirror. I always say that hair, skin, and nails are the canary in the coal mine, and you can really see what's going on with somebody if you look at their hair, skin, and nails. Because they're so multifactorial, the health of those different areas, that if you've got a problem, you know, you've got to look at hormone imbalance, toxicity, inflammation, nutritional deficiency. And so I, I love when you, that you get to get a hold of them and educate them about this and educate them about their diet and what lifestyle choices they're making that are contributing to the problems they're having with their skin.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And what you said, thank you. And I, um, and what you said about the aging is is so key because I hear that a lot in my practice, and I have my own personal story about, oh, you're just getting older, and that's just a sign of getting older. When I was 30 years old, I had um, a gynecologist tell me that because I said, I think there are problems with this that you recommended for. I think I've got. I've been putting on weight, and I'm, I've been breaking out in acne. And she's like, "Honey, you know the weight thing. Well, you're 30 now, and so it's it's what happens. Our metabolism slows down, and you're just going to have to work harder. You're going to have to exercise more. And luckily, I was already trained as a naturopathic doctor at that point, so I didn't really buy into that and i i you know stopped using that and was able to balance my hormones get that weight off and that was 16 years ago i feel better i'm in better shape way better than when i was when i was 30 so i have more energy I have, i'm like fitter all of that so the whole aging thing i think is pretty ridiculous
0: <laughs> agreed same yeah. here um and i before when i bought into the mainstream medical model and was on birth control pills, or I was on Depo-Provera for years because I had horrible periods that would basically knock me out for several days uh, because I had so much pain and such heavy flow. So I was on Depo-Provera, but it didn't fix me or make me better. And it wasn't until I discovered functional medicine, naturopathic medicine and healed myself of that and, all the other health issues I was having that I uh, knew the truth about health. And so that's why I'm so passionate about doing this podcast and having people like you on who know the truth, and can really help people understand about root causes and identifying and addressing root causes. I think the more of us out there saying it, and if you're listening, hear us. If you want good skin, if you want to not have to be on five prescription medications by the time you're 50, which 50% of us are, if you want to be more vital, vivacious, and alive as you get older and not Suffer from what we consider normal, quote unquote, aging, then you really got to start to address the root
1: causes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and then you know another thing that that you mentioned before that I want to remind people about is that whole genetic predisposition thing. If you look at people in your family and you think, oh, I'm doomed to because of my family history, because of my genes, I'm doomed to have premature aging or this or this health condition. We know now, because of the study of nutrigenomics, epigenetics, that we can actually change our genetic expression by our lifestyle choices and by you know doing some of the things that we're talking about to help offset that. So some people have to work a little harder than others in certain areas, like for your liver or to prevent oxidative damage, glycation, blood sugar issues, all of those things, depending upon your genetics, you might have to do a little bit more. Than somebody else, but it, it so that's when we look at really personalizing medicine. But there's so many things that we can do. We don't have to put up with this idea that we're stuck with our genes, or we're stuck with the aging process, and we you know there's nothing we can do.
0: Right. Yes. Great point. And I'd love it if we've talked a little bit about acne, if we could touch on some of the other top skin conditions like rosacea is one. Could you speak briefly about what that is a manifestation of and and what your approach might be to that?
1: Yeah. So rosacea is often, you know, triggered by inflammation, internal inflammation. It's really a skin inflammation issue. And and so what we want to do is look at ways to r- reduce inflammation, both internally and externally. So it's, it's looking at avoiding things like high sugary foods and processed foods and And instead, antioxidant-rich foods and things that will help with reducing inflammation. And then externally, a lot of the same ingredients that help us internally can also help on the outside, like really uh, nourishing plant-based oils and antioxidant-rich ingredients. Those can also help with reducing the inflammation. And there are certain big triggers for people with rosacea, like, um, you know, especially things like Alcohol and caffeine can be big triggers. So being aware of what those triggers are for you and avoiding those and getting your body into a better balanced state. So, I mean, you know, I think that um, when we're optimally healthy, if we occasionally have a little bit of the triggers – our, our bodies should be able to, to um, compensate, to rebound properly. But initially, sometimes it's good. That's why I do that two-week program. Initially, it's good to give your body a break from these things to help it get into a, a healthier place, a healthier balance.
0: Okay, great. And then I know another issue that people worry about are, is skin cancer. So how do you advise people, one, to protect themselves against it, to identify it, and to manage it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it is a big, important topic, and we, um, we know that one of the biggest causes of skin cancer is excess sun exposure, so we want to be mindful of that. Of course, there are some benefits to sun exposure, like getting vitamin D and the endorphins of being out in nature and being outdoors. So I live in Park City, Utah. I love being outdoors. I'm not going to not go outside, and but you just want to be smart about it, right? And limiting your your time under and during the sun in the sun during the peak hours of the day when the sun is the strongest, and um, trying to stay in the shade during those times. And then when you are out in the sun wearing a hat, wearing some sun protection and using a a, high, a, a good sunblock. And that is a little bit tricky <laughs> because a lot of sunscreens, most of the sunscreens that are out there, they have some pretty toxic ingredients in them. And that is uh, when it comes to skincare products across the board, that is a concern. And so there are ingredients in skincare products in general like fragrance that are um, known their ingredients and fragrance that have hor- known hormone disrupting effects so synthetic fragrance fragrance is something we really want to try and avoid using and instead going fragrance free or looking for um, those products that contain organic essential oils instead are a nice alternative and so that's the same with sunscreen and also things like parabens that have been detected in breast tumor tissue and that have estrogen mimicking effects. We want to avoid those ingredients. And then the sunscreen components themselves like oxybenzone is an ingredient and in many chemical sunscreens that has been linked to hormone disrupting effects. So we want to shift the, the sunscreen ingredients, the sunscreens that we're using. Also, there's been some awareness about About environmental impact, and you know, Hawaii they're talking about the reefs and the damage that's occurring from us going in the water with being slathered with sunscreen. And here we are, we're trying to do a good thing to protect from skin cancer, but yet we're we could be harming our health in other ways and also harming the environment. So instead, it's better to look for a mineral sunblock like a zinc oxide-based sunblock. That creates more of a physical barrier and is going to be better both for your health as well as the environment, as long as it's not nano-sized. Nano-sized um, mineral sunblocks means it's tiny little particles and there are also some issues and concerns with the environment and our health when it comes to the nano size. So that's some things to think about when it comes to sunblock. But really with skin cancer, what it comes down to is that sun protection, finding a good SPF with a zinc oxide and a 30 or higher. Just because you're using a 50 doesn't mean that it's creating significantly more sun protection. Just keep that in mind. You need to keep reapplying and you need to use a good dose of it to actually provide protection and your face and the tops of your hands and your neck. Think about the areas where you get the most sun. Those are the areas that you want to protect first. So, that's some things to think about when it comes to sun protection. Mm -hmm. Also, one of the triggers for skin cancer is one of the big root causes behind skin issues, which is oxidative damage. So, we want to look at, in addition to sun exposure, what are the other ways that we're getting oxidative damage? And that comes a lot from from pollution uh, in the air as well as toxins in our environment that we might be exposed to. So that means reducing our overall exposure to toxins in our air, water, food, personal care products, thinking about ways you can reduce those, and then improving your body's detoxification pathways and getting lots of antioxidants in your diet and in your skincare products.
0: Great. I love that comprehensive overview. So you definitely want to avoid the ones with the phthalates, the fragrance, the oxybenzone, all the negative products. Look for a mineral-based product for protection and and addressing that internal oxidative state i think is huge and that harkens back to what we were talking about the microbiome and making sure that the the inside is healthy and there are different types of skin cancers right Mm -hmm. and so what are the ones that sun exposure predisposes you to and what are the ones that it doesn't that you can still be at risk for and how does someone protect themselves from all the different types
1: well there's there's you know there are a number of different types there's squamous cell there's basal cell there's melanoma and um they each each have their issue there um they each have their manifestation in the way that they show up um so what i suggest to people i think it's good to go in and get your skin checked especially if you're Fair, you're uh, fair skinned or you have a family history or you've done genetic testing that shows that you might have um, an increased risk for, for skin cancers, I would say go in and get your skin checked by a dermatologist once a year. Maybe every other year if you're a little bit less risk, but I think it's good to get an overall check. And then also for you, just like I talk about overall with skin, it's good to be aware of your skin know your skin and look for changes and if you see changes in your skin whether it's a mole or you have a bump that just won't go away and it keeps it keeps growing and spreading or changing or the um, I would just go in and get it checked. It's always good to just be safe with that because skin cancer can manifest in so many different ways it doesn't always follow the textbook.
0: Yes. And would you recommend that that be done by a general practitioner or a specialist like a dermatologist or a naturopath like yourself who specializes in skin? Do you have any thoughts on that?
1: I think when it comes to skin cancer uh, prevention and detection, I think dermatologists are the uh, the most experienced Mm -hmm. at, at doing this. They do it more than anybody else. So that's who I would recommend going to see. For, for skin cancer when it comes to the overall look of your skin and skin changes and skin evaluation as far as root causes you can see a functional medicine or naturopathic doctor that has had that kind of training um, in naturopathic medical school we're trained in physical exams we're trained to look for nutritional deficiencies like on the skin and on the nails and, and 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 looking at these signs and so that could be you know that's a kind of a different look at skin, but when it comes to skin cancer uh, um, prevention, detection, early detection, the dermatologists are are the ones that have the most experience.
0: That's who I
1: go see. I go see my local dermatologist. And
0: get checked from head to toe And ladies listening, that means that you need to get your vagina and labia checked also um, because you can get things like melanoma on the labia. So if you're not comfortable with your dermatologist doing it, then make sure that your gynecologist looks there as well. So, so much information and useful information. I love that you've helped everyone understand that this skin is just a mirror into your body health you know if the eyes are the mirror to the soul the skin is the mirror to your health and I love that you uh, offered suggestions that people can take take action steps could you narrow down everybody listening is probably thinking I have so much to do what would be the top three steps that you would recommend that they take if they're having a skin problem and they want to start working on it
1: okay so um, I'm going to give people a few tools that they can use. And so I, when I w- was writing my book, I wanted to figure out how I could help more people find their root causes. So I created a skin quiz. So if anybody can access that. It's online and it's free. It it's uh, you know it only takes a few minutes to take it. it people can go to theskinquiz.com. TheSkinQuiz.com. It's a free online quiz. They'll find out if they're Amber, Olivia, Sage, Emmet, or Heath skin types. Okay. <laughs> they all have human names, not dry, oily, mature, and you know, all those types of things. But they all, uh, I created them around the root causes. So then you can identify your root cause and really go after that. So that's the first thing I would say. Um, the, the second thing is Start looking at your skincare products. Look at the ingredient labels. Be aware of those. Just like you're picky about the foods that you eat, the supplements that you take, you want to be picky about your skincare products. The FDA does not regulate these the way that they do other, uh, like, like medications and supplements and and foods. So it's really up to us, the consumer, to be aware of what we're putting on our bodies. And the third thing is that. Um, I know I've talked about my book and right now we're doing a special where people can get my book for free and just pay the shipping and handling to get it to them. So people can go to book.thespadoctor.com to get that. And so it's book.thespadr.com, doctor is abbreviated.
0: Great. So those are great. Three great steps to take. And the name of the podcast is Her Brilliant Health, which you certainly exemplify. I'd love it if you could share with everybody what that means to you.
1: Um, so I mean I think that so much of, of health and beauty and glowing skin comes from the inside out and part of that is our inner health but it's also this uh, this inner confidence and um, so I encourage people to do what you can to to find that and discover that and really let it shine. Because as, as we all know, some of the most beautiful people that we know, some of the healthiest appearing people are the ones that radiate something beyond that, what we typically see as beautiful. I'm doing air quotes here. Um, as typically see as beautiful, um, that inner radiance is um, is even more beautiful.
0: Awesome. So I'm going to summarize that her brilliant health is inner radiance. <laughs> is that about summar- summarize it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Dr. Kate. Thank you for sharing your expertise and your personal path and passion. Your pain has certainly become your purpose. And thank you for the work that you do.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for what, all that you do to help women inspire women.